a familiar face will be joining the New Jersey Devils behind the bench. Why do I like the move and why do I think it'll pay dividends for New Jersey Devils? Well, like I said, I have a lot of catching up to do and we have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, the New Jersey Devils have added a familiar face to their coaching staff. They recently announced that Sergey Breland, a former Stanley Cup champion in the Devils organization, is going to be added as an assistant coach for Lindy Ruff's crew. Now, here's the thing. Somebody mentioned in the comment section, what did I think about the Devils bringing along Breland behind their bench? And somebody responded by saying, like, I don't speak for Trey, but I think he would like this sort of move. And I would have to agree. I do like this move for the New Jersey Devils for three reasons. Let's focus on reason number one. So reason number one that I like Breland as an assistant coach for the New Jersey Devils is because, like I said, he won three Stanley Cup championships with the New Jersey Devils. So, and not as a coach, as a player, obviously. And he's a longtime New Jersey Devil at that. So he was with the organization for all three of their cup runs. And that's something that I've been talking about throughout the course of the offseason. I was telling the New Jersey Devils, like, you need to aim for players or maybe even a coach who has Stanley Cup pedigrees. Like, somebody who uh, has been in that situation before, not someone who's been to the Stanley cup finals. So an example that comes to mind is PK Subban. He hasn't won a Stanley cup championship, but he's been to it. But, you know, adding someone like Andre Palat, a two-time Stanley cup champion, I I felt as though that's definitely going to pay dividends for New Jersey devils. So Breland as an assistant coach, a former player, I like that for the New Jersey devils because he knows what it takes similar to Andre Palat he knows what it takes to get to that championship stage. Obviously, the New Jersey Devils aren't quite there yet. In fact, we're years away from them legitimately becoming a Stanley Cup contender. However, I do believe the New Jersey Devils can make the playoffs under a wild card circumstance. And I feel as though bringing in Breland, that can definitely do wonders for New Jersey Devils going forward. And now it leads to reason number two that I like Breland as an assistant coach. And I kind of already touched on it is because he is a former player under the Devils organization. So adding someone like Breland, someone who's very familiar with the organization, he knows the ups, he knows the downs, he knows the ins, he knows the outs of the entire organization. He's been through it thick and thin and thin and thinner. I feel as though bringing along Breland and him being a former player, he can definitely just provide the experience. He can provide the knowledge and he can sort of act as a mentor towards some of our young guys. Because the fact of the matter is this, I feel as though the New Jersey Devils, what really killed them the last couple of years is not having that consistent voice in the locker room, whether it was a player, whether it was a coach, it's just because I feel as though they weren't really getting through to the players, but I feel as though Breland is that kind of coach who can get through to the young guys and help elevate their games. And now it leads to my third and final point that I like Breland as an assistant coach is that he was an assistant coach just last season for the Utica Comets. And remember, 
The Comets had a successful season, albeit they did get knocked out in the second round of the AHL playoffs, but they still had a good regular season run. So the fact of the matter is this. Breland was around when Alexander Holtz was playing in Utica. And remember, in the last episode, I said that I have not lost hope for Alexander Holtz. In fact, I've never lost hope for him. It's just that we didn't give him a sizable role. We didn't know what his true strengths or weaknesses were. And how is he supposed to perform if we're not giving him that decent opportunity to try to prove himself? So I feel as though someone like Breland, he knows what it's going to take to get the most out of some of our highly anticipated prospects. So Alexander Holtz, Fabian Zetterlin, Riley Walsh, Nikita Ohotuk, Kevin Ball. The list goes on because, remember, we were talking about early on in the offseason, like, which prospects are going to make the opening night roster for New Jersey Devils. And I feel as though bringing in an assistant coach uh, from Utica in Breland can really pay uh, dividends for New Jersey Devils, especially if we're trying to get the most out of our young guys. Because the fact of the matter is this, a lot of our young guys were able to perform fairly well with the opportunity that they were given when they were promoted to the NHL level towards the end of the season. And now when you add Breland to the mix, now I think those young guys are going to breathe a sigh of relief knowing that there's a familiar coach on that bench and someone who knows their strengths, weaknesses, and what they can or cannot do. I feel as though that's definitely going to ease the, the minds of some of our young guys. Am I overstepping it a little bit? Maybe, but that's certainly something to take into consideration because I feel as though Breland, having been a former player, a former champion, and now having been a former assistant coach in Utica, I feel as though he definitely uh, meets the criteria for what the New Jersey Devils were looking for. Like, he goes far and beyond, and quite honestly, I like it. Now, I think for the New Jersey Devils, this is definitely going to be a much-needed breath of fresh air behind their benches. Because remember, we were complaining so much about Alain Nazardine. We were complaining so much about Mark Recchi because Mark Recchi was terrible in special teams. And then for Nazardine, it was just like, I think it's time to just move on because he was the only coach that was retained uh, uh, from the previous coaching staff before Lindy Grubb. So I think people were just like, look, we love Nazardine and all. We hope he gets another chance, but it's just time to move on from him and just get all new voices in the locker room. And Devils fans, you got your wish because now we're getting a former player, a longtime center for the New Jersey Devils, someone who's won three Stanley Cup championships, someone who uh, was just an assistant coach for the Utica Comets. I feel as though this coaching staff for New Jersey Devils is geared up for success. And I think Devils fans can sleep well at night knowing that we have Lindy Ruff, who I feel as though is heavily underrated and greatly underappreciated just because look what he was able to do, at least on the offensive side of things, for some of our players, because some of uh, our players, including our defensemen, were able to have career years. The example I use is someone like Ryan Graves, who was able to put up good offensive numbers. And then you, you just look at some of our young guys who were able to come up to you from Utica and perform well. The example that I use mostly is Nolan Foote, because Nolan Foote took a couple steps back during his second year with the Utica Comets. Well, obviously last year he played with the Binghamton Devils, but you get the point, which is Nolan Foote this year took a couple steps back when playing in the AHL, but once he got to the NHL, he actually did relatively well. You see Jack Hughes. A lot of people are saying that Jack Hughes is the future of this organization, and I, I would have to agree in that sort of sense. Then you got Nico Keisher. You got Jesper Bratt. So overall for New Jersey Devils is like, the, the reason why uh, our top three players were able to have career years, I feel as though 
it has to do with Lindy Ruff. And I feel as though Lindy Ruff didn't deserve to be fired. And I feel as though uh, I'm glad that the New Jersey Devils are giving him that chance to just show like what he can do if his players are healthy and if COVID regulations are just lifted a little bit. So I want to see what Lindy Ruff can do this season with the Devils organization. And then you get someone like Andrew Burnett. What was the one thing I was saying about Burnett uh, during his previous tenure with the Florida Panthers? I said that uh, the I, I like Burnett as a coach just because just think of the circumstance because everyone was projecting that the Florida Panthers would take a couple steps back because they were in the midst of that huge scandal that involved the Chicago Blackhawks. And we don't really need to get into detail because I think everyone knows what the circumstance was. I've talked about on this show before, but ultimately people were just saying, what if the Florida Panthers crash and burn because they're in, they're kind of a stray in this whole scandal. And it, it just feels as though like they were off to a great start now they might have to take a couple steps back since they don't have a head coach. And then Andrew Burnett steps in and he leads the Florida Panthers to the president's trophy. And he was a Jack Adams finalist. So I love Andrew Burnett behind the bench for New Jersey Devils. And now adding Sarge, Sergey Breland, I feel as though that's the icing on the cake. That's the cherry on type, top because you balance it out a little bit because I feel like for Lindy Ruff, he's old school. Andrew Burnett is new school and is able to just um, – is new school and was able to find success with the Florida Panthers. And they were able to make the playoffs and win the president's trophy. And he was a Jack Adams finalist. And then for Breland, he kind of brings it together a little bit because Breland, I, I guess he had success in Utica just because the, the fact of the matter is this, Utica had a great regular season and he was an assistant coach. He was on that staff. And, but at the same time, Breland uh, in the old NHL won three Stanley cup championships, all with the New Jersey devils organization. So I feel as though with Lindy Ruff, you got old school. For Breland, you get that neutral, someone who knows how to work with the young guys, but someone who does have that experience in the old NHL. And then when you look at someone like Andrew Burnett, someone who is just calm under pressure, someone who was able to just take uh, control of the sale when it was it seemed like it was going to be sinking deep into the ocean. And then he was able to get the most out of the Florida Panthers, albeit they were a good team. But still, I, I think uh, we got to give Andrew Burnett uh, the credit he deserves and like I said if Lindy Ruff happens to get fired this season if things don't go well we can sleep well at night knowing that we have Andrew Burnett I'm sure a lot of fans might try to petition for uh, Breland to be the next head coach if Lindy Ruff is fired I don't think I would agree with that in that sort of sense let's let Breland uh, crawl before he walks but I love this uh, move for New Jersey Devils because we went from a lot Nazardine Mark Recchi to now getting Breland and also Burnett added to the staff. So I really like what the New Jersey Devils are doing this time around with their coaching staff and who's behind the bench. And I feel as though those three voices in the locker room can definitely help the young guys because each one of them brings their own strengths to the table and they're able to get the most out of certain circumstances. So I feel as though uh, Breland, Burnett, and our head coach, Lindy Ruff, I think that's a good tandem to have. I think that's a good uh, trio that the New Jersey Devils have put together, quite honestly. Okay, this first live read is very serious, so let's get serious momentarily. So you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal, right? What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. 
The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from going behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And this is a message from NHTSA. Drive sober or get pulled over once again. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline. So BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all the latest sports and events at the number one online source of odds, lines, and games. Find the reviews of news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sport wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and hacks happening today bet online where the game starts please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well okay so i was planning on talking about this at some point i just didn't know when so this happened this news happened while i was on vacation back in late july so i obviously couldn't do an episode about it However, I do want to talk about it because I feel as though it does need to be addressed. So the New Jersey Devils, aside from getting a new play-by-play announcer, his name is Bill Spaulding, they are also looking for a new PA announcer. So Joel Tolentino will not return as a PA announcer for New Jersey Devils. Now, here's the thing, guys. I know a lot of you don't like Joe. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Now, I'm going to do my best to try to be neutral about this and provide some insight while at the same time understanding where people are coming from. So here's the thing. Joe Tolentino was hired as a PA announcer due to a fan vote that the New Jersey Devils put out there. Now, when Joe did the PA announcing, he did receive a lot of complaints and The one thing I have to say about Joe, he's appeared on the show before. He's a nice guy. He's one of the nicest guys you can ever meet. He was cool to me. He was very agreeing to be on this show. But at the same time, I'm sure Joe saw the criticism of saying like, oh, this PA announcer sucks. Get a new PA announcer. Fire the PA announcer. One of my colleagues from Pucks and Pitchforks, Sam Wu, put out an article saying that Joe Tolentino deserves better. And a lot of you ridiculed the article because you read the title, but you didn't read the story. So I read the story and I would have to agree with what Sam Wu is saying, because here's the thing. Joe Tolentino, at the end of the day, he's not a PA announcer. He's a human being. And I'm sure he sees everything on social media saying, oh, you suck. You're not a good PA announcer. Yada, yada, yada. I'm sure he's seen it before. And I'm sure he just doesn't want to talk about it just because like, you know, it's he can't really do anything about it because if he retaliates, he'll lose his job. So my thing is this. Joe Tolentino was a fan, and he wasn't a PA announcer prior to getting this New Jersey Devils gig. Now, I would have to put that blame on the New Jersey Devils organization. Look, I get what they were trying to do. I, I think they were just trying to get, like, a fan an opportunity to be a PA announcer, and they were just trying to do something new with the overall process, maybe give someone a chance who probably wouldn't be given this kind of chance because opportunities like that don't come around too often. Trust me, I'm in that industry too. I'm a play-by-play announcer and the job openings to be a play-by-play announcer 
very slim to none. You got to be best of the best. And so I, I, I understand like what the New Jersey Devils were trying to do, but that's kind of immature of their organization to do because my thing is this, like as a play-by-play announcer who's trying to break his way into the hockey world or whatever sports world, if I'm seeing a contest for, you know, for someone to be the next play-by-play announcer for New Jersey Devils and I don't get it, but yet they hire someone who doesn't have any play-by-play experience, I wouldn't be too happy because it's just like I called so many games. I had to work my way up. I had to call the lower tier ACHA teams. I had to call uh, teenagers travel games just to get some reps in. Like, And yet you're holding this contest and you're hiring someone who doesn't have the experience. Because when Joe appeared on this show, he said that he didn't have any PA announcing work. He didn't have any radio work. He didn't have any broadcasting work. He was a singer. And you know, I guess he's kind of in the same realm of announcing and singing. They're kind of the same, but very, very, very different. They're they're like cousins twice removed or something like that. That that's the best example I can come up with. So they're related, but they're not the same. Like the tone's not the same. The pitch is not the same. So I can understand what Joe's trying to do. He's trying his best, and I I, I got to give him credit where credit is due in that sort of regards. But I just want to say as an organization and as a fan base, like we really tore down Joe Tolentino and I don't think he deserved it because he didn't have any training. He didn't have any experience. And yes, it did show, but at the same time, I don't think he deserved to, you know, be ridiculed. And I think the New Jersey Devils did the right decision by uh, saying like, maybe we should like aim for a professional announcer. So if they want to do a fan vote again, that's perfectly fine, but you got to take steps to make sure that you're hiring someone with professional experience. Like, with some sort of background, like have them send send in like a demo reel of them actually doing PA work, not them reading off a script that you sent, because that's not the same. Like the, the one thing is like, you know, if they were doing openings for a play by play gig and they give me a script saying, OK, you need to do this. Here's the circumstance. I'm like, that's not play by play because I know what's going to happen. So th- th- that's not how I would do it. So my reel, like wherever you see it on the internet, that's me acting in the present time. So it's just like, that didn't make sense for the devils to do that sort of thing because PA announcing is, yeah, I get it. It's, it's a little different than play by play announcing, but still, you know, find, have some people send in some demo reels of them actually doing PA work because there's some professionals who've been at this for years and to give credit where credit is due for Joe Tolentino, he was a soldier and he will continue to be a Devils fan. And like I said, I kind of wanted to do this story sooner rather than later. Just didn't know when I felt now was the appropriate time since um, we're kind of uh, at a standstill when it comes to Devils hockey and news because we're at a slow part in the season. So my overall thing is, is this for, for everyone who ridiculed Joe Tolentino, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not telling you to change your opinion, but The perspective is the guy didn't have any PA work. He didn't have any sort of training because me as a play-by-play announcer, I have mentors. One of my mentors is the Seattle Kraken announcer, Everett Fitzhugh, and I got to shadow him. And he was able to say, here's what you need to do on the broadcast. Here's what you're doing right. Here's what you're doing wrong. I don't think Joe had that sort of training or that sort of mentor, and that could have helped them too. So, you know, take that into consideration, which is like, look, I've never been to the Prudential Center, so I've never heard – Joe in person. I've only seen clips on social media, but like I said, nice guy, love talking to him, but for you got to put more of the blame on the devil's organization for doing this sort of contest when it really was conducted poorly. 
So having people read a script and then just leaving it up to the fan vote, I don't think that was the way to go. Or you got to find a way to maybe fans have half the vote and then the organization and the front office. I don't know. I don't know who's in charge of PA work. We'll just say people in the devil's organization have the other half of the vote because that's what they do uh, for the NBA all-star game. Fans only have half the vote and then media journalists, reporters, GMs, players, they have the other half of the vote just so fans aren't voting in some scrub who doesn't deserve to play in the all-star game because the all-star game is a popularity contest and Popularity contests, they can be great and all in high school, but not in the professional level. You can't be doing popularity contests because let's say if I was in the final three, I would be telling everyone, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. Cousins, family, friends, whatever the case might be, distant relatives, uh, my, my neighbors, my neighbors, oh, my, my neighbors down the street, my neighbors two blocks from me. I'll be saying, vote for me. And you don't know, how, you don't know uh, anything about hockey, but that's fine. Just, just vote for me. Just do it. You see how that can kind of dog the vote a little bit? So that's my overall thing. I give credit where credit is due. Joe Tolatino, for the year he was given as a PA announcer, he was living his dream. And I love that and all. But at the same time, if I'm being honest, I do agree with the Devils organization's decision. I love Joe and all, but maybe it's better to have a professional, someone who's done PA work before, be uh, behind the mic in that sort of sense. So I talked about it because when Ryan Novozinski and Joe Tolentino on his Instagram, when they broke the news, a lot of people were talking. And I felt as though, you know what, how am I going to speak on this? Just because I love, I love Joe and all. If you're listening to this, uh, I, I, I hope you uh, understand where I'm coming from because I'm trying my best to be neutral about this because I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to bring anyone down. You know, how do I do that? But at the same time, given my give my honest opinion. And that's my honest opinion in regards to the Devils and their PA search. And I hope they do make the right decision moving forward. So let me know what you guys think. But I mostly want to hear your opinions about Breland becoming an assistant coach. And what do you think the future holds for New Jersey Devils behind the bench now that they've kind of shapeshift their coaching staff? And I talked about Joel Tolatino and the PA announcing and uh, the controversy that uh, had a little bit. But I think that's the last time I'm going to talk about it. Like I said, Joe's a great guy. Loved having him on the show. But just wanted to give you guys that uh, sort of update. So let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube or hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMat4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.